you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I am back again with another Healthy Tips podcast on my own to give you some actual little tips. So today I am going to talk about resistant starch. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what the hell is that? Well, I am going to tell you, there's a really good definition that I found in the John Hopkins Patient Guide to Diabetes. And that definition is, quote, resistant starch is a carbohydrate that resists digestion in the small intestine and ferments in the large intestine. As the fibers ferment, they act as a prebiotic and feed the good bacteria in the gut. There are several types of resistant starch. They are classified by their structure or source, and more than one type of resistant starch can be present in a single food." So resistant starches are a kind of healthy carbohydrate. And according to Jamie Kane, MD, who is an assistant professor of medicine at Hofstra Northwell School of Medicine in New York, that's a big mouthful to say, quoted in Consumer Reports as, quote, resistant starch lowers blood sugar after a meal, helps reduce appetite, is anti-inflammatory, improves gut health, and may even help prevent colon cancer, unquote. So now you know why I'm talking about it, because it is something that we all need to start paying attention to, and it's really easy, and it means we get to eat some really good stuff. These starches help to create and maintain a healthy microbiome, which as we all know now, can positively benefit not just our intestinal health, it can benefit every part of our body, including our brains. And there has also been research suggesting that it could help in preventing or treating type 2 diabetes, irritable bowel syndrome, and other types of cancer. We all know that healthy intestines support the nervous and immune systems, as well as mental health and digestion. Oops, I just dropped my paper. Okay, so five different types of resistant starches have been identified. And the first three of the five occur naturally in food. So type one is where the resistant starch remains stuck to the food that we eat and we can't physically digest the fiber or the starch. And this is found mostly in legumes, seeds, and in many grains. So it's kind of hitching a ride is what it's doing down into the lower part of the microbiome. Type two are granular starches. Things like soybeans, whole grains, corn, seeds, plantains, and green bananas, and lentils, which are also difficult to digest. Type 3 are physically inaccessible starches, such as coarsely ground or whole kernel 
grains like rice, pasta, or potatoes that have been cooked and cooled. Now that cooled part is very important because that cooling step is what turns some of the starches into highly resistant starch. And that is what we're looking for. Type four are man-made processed and modified starches and are usually identified in an ingredient list as a kind of modified food starch, quote unquote, ingredient. They are entirely artificial products, just as an FYI, if that's important to you. I know it is to me. Type five are also a modified starch, but they're usually naturally, well, always are naturally modified with the use of amylose, amylose lipids, which is a type of fat and not with man-made chemicals, which is what the type four ones are made with. The resistant starch bonds with the amylose, which changes its structure, making it difficult to digest. Pretty simple, I think. How this process works to support our health is by passing through the small intestine without getting digested, which then allows the starch to feed the healthy bacteria in the colon. And bacteria plays a large role in our body's health and wellness by turning the starches into short chain fatty acids. One of the most important of these short chain fatty acids is called butyrate. And that reduces the inflammation levels in the colon and helps protect the digestive system from ulcerative colitis and inflammatory colorectal cancer. Aren't you impressed I could read that? It is also thought that resistant starch can help with constipation, diarrhea, Crohn's disease, and diverticulitis. And in two separate studies, one with men and one with women, it was found that it helped improve insulin sensitivity. And that's important because that's where diabetes comes in. In a 2017 study, healthy overweight people who ate 30 grams of resistant starch every day for six weeks decreased their hormone levels that cause hunger, and they were also less hungry in the morning. So if you're wondering what some foods are that are high in resistant starch, here's a short list I found and then added a few more myself. I will preface this list by saying that when possible, you should try and get organic and local products for all of these items. But again, it's my personal choice. So you can go with your personal choice. <sighs> yes, here's the list. Toasted Italian bread, pumpernickel bread, corn flakes, puffed wheat cereals, oats, which I love oatmeal, muesli, raw bananas, white beans, lentils, and these last three are all thing, items that you should cook and then cool afterwards. Don't eat them hot right out of the pot or the oven. So those three are potatoes, rice, and pasta. Okay, so don't forget if you add these foods to your diet that you also need to add more water to avoid all of the constipating side effects that you could get from eating a lot of these um, fiber and vegetable bread types of things. So I hope you're keeping your healthy ways. 
you're eating well, and you're exercising both your body and your mind. I just finished a four-day coaching mastery creating in the world intensive, and I am very excited to see how it's going to be impacting my life, my podcast, and my coaching practice going forward. I will keep all of you updated on how it all develops. It's very exciting. But for today, remember that I am not a doctor. I just happen to be interested in health and wellness. So if you are having any kind of actual medical difficulties, please call and go see your own doctor or go to the emergency room if that's the level of problem that you have. So with all of that said, I hope you all have a good week and I will look forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.